We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. And I'm Kaya. And welcome to episode 16 of The Girls in Boxcar A, where tonight we're going to review season 10, episode 18, titled Find Me. And we're going to be taking a look at some of the reactions on Twitter and social media to the events in the episode. I'm feeling pretty disappointed this week. Not disappointed with the episodes, but disappointed with the fans. And yeah, I'm using air quotes around the word fans. We'll get into it, but first the episode. Yeah, we're going to jump right into the episode because... We're real excited to talk about it. And um, after that, we're going to take a look at how social media reacted to um, the events that occurred in this episode. Um, so this is a, uh, a Daryl-centered uh, episode where Daryl finds himself a dog and a girl. So <laughs> you can't go wrong there. And... Um, I was real excited about this episode going in. I'm a big Daryl fan. And it's about time Daryl got himself some loving. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed in the actual romance scene that they didn't show more. (laughs) I'm not talking about full nudity. Well, it would be nice. But um, I would have liked to see some Daryl skin and at least a kiss. You know, we've been waiting 10 years for this. I know they were going for the subtle and the romantic, but um, the lead up, you know, it's something I really wanted to see. Um, And imagine being the actress that was cast as his love interest and not even getting that kiss. Uh, (laughs) I demand they filmed a scene that required a warning before the credits. But um, the general plot of the episode is that... um, Daryl and Carol are um, uh, they're hunting for food and doing some fishing, and they come across an abandoned cabin. And uh, through a series of flashbacks, we find out um, that Daryl had a love interest that lived there um, and that he had been uh, searching for Rick. And uh, that was one of the highlights, I think, of the episode was his search for Rick. Um, real, it, it really showed the depth of emotion. Uh, it, it was real, there were heartbreaking scenes. Um, it showed the real despair that Daryl went through. A great acting job by Norman. And uh, at, at one point when he's talking to uh, Leia, Uh, his love interest, he says that his brother was killed. And, um, you know, at first you're thinking, well, is he referring to Merle? But you find out that he's actually referring to Rick. And that that just really, it was a real highlight for me in the episode. That, to me, made the episode. As much as I was excited about the romance, I really, really got into those scenes you know I almost wish the episode was just him looking for Rick um but it was a real real uh, good job by Norman Reedus and, and really showed his connection to Rick I thought there were quite a few highlights 
in this episode. Um, his interactions with Carol were interesting. I don't want to say they were a highlight because I thought there was really a lot, maybe too much back and forth between the two of them. Um, they're arguing a bit. She's trying to get him to stop the search. She's constantly talking about her problems at the, in the kingdom and, you know, Henry needs her and the king needs her. But there seemed to me something almost hypocritical about Carol. Um, she's visiting Daryl, telling him to come back to normal. Um, and, and as Daryl puts it, you know, she's moved on. And now we know that in the present, she actually hasn't moved on. It's what got them into the situation they're in now. It was good to see that she at least knew about Leia. Um, but I just, I felt Carol was very hypocritical in all this. And I just love the final scene where Daryl really lets Carol have it and just... He's accepting his mistake. Carol's not accepting hers. Um, and he basically says, all that matters to you is that you were right. And that was it. And it was just a real powerful, powerful moment. Um, do you want to jump in there uh, a little, Tayer? And uh, I know you had some stuff to say about Carol as well there. Oh, we're going to get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's revving up here. So. <laughs> Um, so, and another highlight is I really like Leia as a character. I felt she was a damaged soul. She was very much like Daryl. She had survival skills, um, just wanted to be alone. She had a loss that she was mourning. We found out that she had a, um, I guess you could call him an adopted son, someone she had raised since he was an infant, um, that, uh, ended up getting bitten a very powerful scene where she's relaying the story to Daryl. She's real tough on the outside, but a softy on the inside. She's a female Daryl, but a little more comfortable in expressing herself. Um, you know, if you're looking at team Leia or team Connie, it's really hard for me to pick because I really like Connie too. Um, but I'm going to go with team Leia simply because Norman um, has said in interviews that once Daryl falls in love, that's it. It's going to be for good. So um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I hope we see Layer again. I hope we see Connie more again. Uh, but the energy between Daryl and Leia was really, really good. And um, I enjoyed seeing them as a couple. Uh, the flashbacks. I thought was a highlight. I know that some people had issues with it. I know, Taya, you have um, a, kind of a different opinion on the flashbacks, but I I like the way they were, they were done. Um, I felt his present situation helped aid in the flashback moments. Um, I'm never really a fan of when they put you know, words on the screen that say things, things like five years ago or eight months later. Um, I think there are other ways that can indicate passage of time, that only and they did that SpongeBob. a few. Mm -hmm. That only works on SpongeBob. That only works on SpongeBob, yeah. right? <laughs> Ten years later. Yes. <laughs> but but uh, 
But see, they also have the little narrator <laughs> saying it. It's not just on the screen. And right. You can really do that on Walking Dead. <laughs> but I, I did like the way these flashbacks were done. Um, to me, it was pretty clear when it was um, his flashback or when it was present. And I liked how the present led into the flashbacks. Um, I I enjoyed the flashback. And, you know, Walking Dead isn't known for doing flashbacks very well. But this, I thought, was well done. My biggest criticism in this episode is that it seemed very rushed. Usually, um, we tend to complain when they make an episode uh, 90 minutes. But I really felt this could have been one of those 90 minute extended episodes. Their relationship isn't even consummated until 50 minutes into the episode. Um, there's a lot of them avoiding each other, a lot of stay away from me, stay away from me back and forth. Uh, and then after the commercial break, after they consummate the relationship, she's giving him an ultimatum during dinner. It just, it felt very rushed. I would have liked to see them build the relationship more, build up the tension, maybe a better montage. Even the montage looked rushed to me um, to show the passage of time. I don't really get a sense of how long they were together. And then bring Didn't on the you conflict. read it on the screen? <laughs> they did. I don't think they said on the screen how long they were actually together. Well, you're supposed to count, you know, eight months passed, two months passed, whatever. And then how long that Daryl was looking for Rick and do the math. I hate doing math. That's too much math. It is. That's too much math. You know, it it just, there's other ways to show that. And I I just, I, it was difficult for me to figure that part of it out. You know, and then, then build up to the conflict of he's looking for Rick and she's feeling like he should be spending more time with her. And, you know, basically choose, you know, figure out where you belong. Um, And I wanted to see them together more as a couple in order to buy into them as a couple. So that I could really invest in the relationship so that when he realizes he made a mistake, you know, you really feel it. Now, I did feel it because I felt Norman did such a great job with the acting. But it I think it would have even been more powerful if there was more to the relationship than, you know, her sitting by a fire, reaching out to him and then giving him an ultimatum after the, the uh, <laughs> commercial break. That That was my only real complaint. And I thought there were too many of the scenes with him and Carol. And uh, that's what I got. (laughs) Oh, I've got some stuff. I know you got some stuff. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I can't believe you didn't mention Dog as a puppy. (laughs) I figured I'd leave that one to you. But, oh, he was cute. (laughs) And he always loved Daryl. That was so cute that he saw... you know, sought him out every time that I guess she let him out or whatever that he went for Daryl first and I thought he was adorable as a puppy. But Yeah. And that she was actually the one that named him Dog. Yeah, that's kind of weird for a girl, I think. I don't know, but 
Daryl <laughs> seemed to like it. He was respecting it and keeping that as his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to mention Carol has apparently known Leah for some time. In season 10, episode 6, Carol says to Daryl, you can't hide out with her dog forever. So I didn't catch that. You, yeah, you can't hide out with her dog forever. Now, Melissa McBride remembers it as you can't keep her dog forever, but that doesn't even make sense because why can't he keep the dog? She left it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so at any rate, they're obviously told Carol about Leah, and it also makes it weird that Carol was kind of nudging him towards Connie. So it's it's all odd, but I'll I'll get more on that later. It's just because she was kind of suggesting that before the whole cave thing and Mm -hmm. him essentially losing Connie when that cave collapsed and it seemed like that Carol was saying oh, you know, you care about her, blah, 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 but she knew about his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So that's just really peculiar. I did like the episode. I love my dirty boy, Daryl. It was nice (laughs) to see him not alone and lonely, even if we didn't get to see him (laughs) post-skeet-skeet. There are actually two reasons for that, both disappointing, one rational at least. Firstly, because of COVID. No one's going to be kissing for a while. They had mentioned this on Talking Dead, except uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his wife, of course, who's going to play Lucille because they're a real life couple. And I understand Norman, he has a young child at home. He would probably want to be especially careful. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. The second reason I'm saving for our social media stuff and things segment, because I'm super pissed off about it. I'm prepared. I'm super, prepared. <laughs> I, I'm super pissed off about it. Um, I'm going to say something now that's very out of character for me. I'm going to pay a compliment to Lost. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone who knows me knows how much I loathe Lost in the final season, and especially the series finale. Sucked. <laughs> oh, such a waste of my time. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> anyway, I did and will always appreciate the swoosh. You knew when they were showing a flashback, flash forward, or even the dreaded flash sideways because there was an audible swoosh sound. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think that The Walking Dead needs the swoosh. It's really hard to tell what period of time we're seeing sometimes, and I don't care for the whole SpongeBob-style time periods written on the screen either. And especially with someone like Daryl because he wears the same thing for years. (laughs) He doesn't change his clothes literally for years. When Negan had him in the cell, the only Uh reason he changed his clothes is because they took his clothes and then he put on some of Dwight's clothes and then Jesus was nice enough to loan him (laughs) a shirt or whatever when he got to the hilltop after that he escaped. Yeah, Although he did clean up this episode yeah, but he had. I noticed that. Well, everyone noticed it on your board that you know there was a there was a huge rainstorm, and he essentially got a shower, and then he was nice and squeaky clean when he first met met Leia. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it did rain a lot. It did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but it, but you see my point though. It's very hard yeah. to know 
Oh, no, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I, um, you know, like I said, that was, I, I did, I didn't have a problem um, with the flashbacks, but I did feel there could have been other ways to show the passage of time within the flashbacks. Now, I am you know? assuming, <laughs> assuming huh? I am assuming since fans loathed first time again, how they how they did that with the black and white mm-hmm. and then the color that's how they were showing the difference between what was done in the past and what was currently the action happening yep. I personally like that Greg Nicotero directed that episode and you know mm-hmm. he's my future husband and <laughs> <laughs> he can do no wrong and yeah I no of- that that was a ver- that was also a very effective um use of the the flashback and how to show that that i i agree absolutely yeah there are other ways to show it yeah yeah people didn't you know and i think that people thought that that was the reason that they didn't care for it but that it was just that was kind of an odd episode with what they were trying to do i don't feel like it really benefited from the flashback and current time thing like that it would have been okay if they just would have shown what happened in the past first Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know I don't know if that was really the way to go but I did like like the way that they did that at least we we clearly knew what was current and what was past Mm -hmm. and I guess they didn't want to overuse that and why but they need the swoosh they need (laughs) that would make me happy that would be something of something that loss could contribute to the world that would in some way make up (laughs) for that shit series finale that i will always always hate like the how i met your mother series finale (laughs) and game of thrones series finale and medium series finale i could go on for a little while but you get my point yes so and um I agree it was Russ. She was so standoffish and suddenly she was telling him all about her sister and her son and crying. Yeah. That it seemed like such a such a leap. Almost yeah. like I picked up on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um they spent way too much time showing how long they stayed at a distance from each other and how she's not a fan <laughs> of a fish as a romantic gesture. <laughs> And I wouldn't have let eight months, another two months, whatever it was, you know, pass. I would have been on Daryl, like, white on rice, as soon as that <laughs> rainstorm, wash the stink off of him. <laughs> if my dog likes a dude, that's good enough for me. <laughs> you know? And as for ultimatum, why? It's a ZA. There's no TV, just the two of them laying on a fridge, sitting by a fire, fishing. Why can't Daryl have a hobby? <laughs> you know, some me time. I feel like at that point in their relationship, she should have been supportive. Daryl clearly was not ready to give Rick up. Rick is his brother. Mm-hmm. If her sister and son had not died in an obvious way, if they were just gone, would she have given up looking for them so easily? Even if, yeah. you know, a couple of years passed. He, you know, like Daryl had said, there's no no trace of Rick's body. If Walkers would have 
devoured him, there would have been his shirt or his boots even left right. behind. And nothing. His his belt buckle, his python, something of Rick would have been left behind. Where did it go? You know, and Daryl and, and as we know, Daryl is right. Rick's yep. not dead. He's out there. And I guess you know, and Michonne knows, and she's keeping it a secret. Even though she, even though <laughs> she knows that Daryl's out every day looking for him, I think that's just kind of mean. Yeah. Okay, so and she found the boots. Yeah, and now, and she kept that a secret too. If Daryl <laughs> and if Daryl would have found his boots or something like that, and he would have had one in each hand over his head yelling Mm -hmm. wahoo all the way back to alexandria to show everyone and tell them and i I don't i don't like that whole way that you know michonne left like that without letting anyone know and left her children forever Mm -hmm. as far as she knows so i don't know yeah um now i want to mention this parallel thing because melissa from our page had mentioned that because they said something about it on the walking dead like the mm-hmm. talking dead oh, talking dead and there seem to be some parallels between leah and carol people were saying and ben mm-hmm. had picked up on a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of them our fan ben but i felt like it was a little bit of a stretch. I really don't. Yeah. Um, Carol has gone off to live by herself. Leah was living by herself. Yeah. They both lost children, but. Hasn't everybody. Yeah. They're not, but they're, <laughs> yeah, that's my point too. That is not, they're not really similar just because. Yeah some of their experiences have been the same because in the zombie apocalypse those experiences have happened to a lot of people right and saying that then okay then morgan is a lot like carol because he goes to crazy town every once in a while and goes off by himself he also lost a child so Mm -hmm. if they were if the point of leah being on there and being Daryl's love interest was to pull from that her similarities to Carol and ultimately make Carol be the one for him I just I I, I don't see that I actually didn't see Leia and Carol being similar I saw Leia and Daryl being similar and as we discussed in one of our previous episodes they're constantly on different paths, Carol and Daryl. Yeah. You know, um, so no, I, I don't see parallels between them other than, yeah, okay, they both lost children, but so did Michonne. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? And, you know, the living in the cabin and a couple other little things. But yeah, I, I maybe they meant them to be parallels, but I really did not see that as no. them having similar experiences as other people have had. Well, I, Leia was also in the army or she was in the military. Yeah. You know, I, that's very far off from 
from Carol. Yeah, I just, uh, that is not something that I took from it at all. And it, yeah. had they not mentioned it on Talking Dead, I wouldn't have really given it any thought. No. Because I did not. No, know. I, if anything, I saw them as almost opposite. Yeah, so which which brings me to the, uh, back to the Carol and Daryl thing. All mm-hmm. the Carol and Daryl talk these days are either hot or cold. If I had this friendship with someone in real life, I feel like it might be time to end it or at least take a break. Yeah. They're close, but also a damn mess. They're either casual and chilling or fighting. And Mm -hmm. Daryl has good reason to be mad at her. And Mm -hmm. he is right that she has only been thinking of her wants and needs. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, Mr. Spock, Wrath of Khan. And it's true. Yep. And, um, great, great Trek reference. Yes. And, you know, Carol is not, is not considering that. And, you know, in my opinion, being very selfish and a super villain, as I've mentioned. Yeah. And I just, and not, not again, and I cannot stress this enough, not Melissa McBride's fault because mm-hmm. she's still acting her ass off. And, you know, doing it, not phoning it in, but the way that they have stuck Carol in this cycle and almost written her into a corner when they had the comic, they had comic Andrea Mm -hmm. with Michonne gone, they also have comic Michonne, they could have taken those two characters and made something fantastic yeah. for Carol and for Melissa McBride instead of just the fans harping on this damn Daryl yeah. Carol bullshit and her doing the same things all the time. Yeah. You know, Andrea from the comic, fantastic. Michonne from the comic, except from except for the, you know, bloody parts (laughs) (laughs) you know she was fantastic I don't know what Kirkman was I mean I'm for that especially in the zombie apocalypse do what you want to do because or who you want to do because (laughs) the world but just you know the thing with her and Tyrese when Tyrese was clearly with someone else that was just you know you probably still shouldn't do that even though it's a zombie apocalypse have have some respect for the other survivors but otherwise otherwise she's a badass i loved how it ended with you know her reuniting with her daughter and Mm -hmm. being a judge and all that stuff you know my my point is great material that gimbal could have pulled from the comic from those two characters that were, were now you know sorely missed in the show yeah and such a missed opportunity and i would love to see Melissa McBride doing all that instead of, like I said, just a fucking carolers thing. Yeah. And the whining. The whining. Why? why... She's become a whiner. Yes, and she... Why can't she just be instead of having to be a couple? That is not... Mm -hmm. That is not a woman's identity. Mm-hmm. It, that just makes me crazy all on its own because yes. out of one side of their mouth they're saying oh Carol's so great and Carol's such a badass blah 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 oh but 
her and Daryl have to be together because they're in love. No, no, why? No. Let her do what she wants to do. She was with Tobin because she wanted to be. Uh, she was with Ezekiel because she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. If she wanted to be with Daryl, she'd be with Daryl. Just leave it alone. Yep. Um, on that point, even with the Carol and Daryl going back and forth and the fighting and all that, um, connecting that even with the flashback, as much as I did like the fla- how the flashback was done, I'm going to go to something you, you touched upon earlier. That the whoosh? Not, not so much the whoosh, but whether the flashback was even needed in this episode. The, they were using Daryl's past relationship as a vehicle to show the relationship and the tension that's ongoing with him and Carol. And I don't think we needed that. I don't think we needed Carol coming in constantly, you know, talking to Daryl and their, their little fishing trip that causes him to remember. And I, I, I don't know if that was all needed. We know they're having issues. As much as I enjoyed the scene at the end where he tells her off, um, I, I don't know if we even needed Carol in this episode at all. It could have been just strictly a flashback episode where we find out what Daryl was doing, you know, for that time when he was looking for Rick. You know, you, you just, I, I, I don't know if she was even needed in the episode. Yeah, and I understand what they're doing with these six bonus episodes. They're trying to, which I appreciate, they're trying mm-hmm. to keep us entertained since we went without new episodes for such a long time Mm -hmm. Um, they don't want to get into the plot lines to season 11 yet so you know they're they're giving us something which i appreciate but i yeah i don't i i don't know if the flashback was necessary in the way that i don't know if the carol daryl scenes were necessary why didn't they just show this is what happened when Daryl was yes. looking for Rick. He met this woman. This is their story. I, yes. I didn't really yep. need him fighting with Carol for the billionth time either. Right. And, and any of that. They just could have showed. You know, just showed the relationship. It could have spent more time on building the relationship between Daryl and Leia. If the episode would have started with him finding Dog as a puppy, we would have known that it was a period of time before now right and if they would have shown him running into him again when the dog was a little bigger and him still looking for rick and then running into leah Mm -hmm. and you know kind of even having like a little banter with her and her going off and making it clear she wanted to be by herself and then Mm -hmm. running into her a few days later not eight months that just seemed like a long period of time to be running into someone mm-hmm. and not knocking boots with them or having dinner with them so you know something yeah it's kind of yeah yeah that's that's exactly right that's my point i'm not sure if the use of flashback was needed yeah. and i certainly don't think the carol daryl fighting with each other 
you know, intermittently throughout the episode was needed either again. Definitely not. Yeah. We should just, you know, they should ask us. Absolutely. We we should be in the writer's room. (laughs) We should be, or at least consulting. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So, um, do you want to get into the tweets or do the rating first? Now we'll go ahead and do the ratings first because I have oh. a lot of feelings about these tweets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. I really did like the chemistry between uh, Layer and Daryl. Uh, the slow, awkward pull between the two of them. Uh, I thought was really nice. It's uh, exactly how I would have expected Daryl to react to a love interest being kind of awkward, not knowing how to approach it, but still being drawn. I thought the chemistry between them was great. Um, I especially love Daryl's search for Rick. But I thought it could have been an extended episode. I thought the relationship looked rushed maybe not use the carol scenes but spent more time building the relationship up um and more sexy scenes i know there was COVID, but more sexy scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> so i gave it an eight out of ten i gave it the same i did like their scenes and thought they were a nice match but maybe a little too similar which i feel leaves the door open for connie by the way um, but the door I love also, Connie too. Yeah, so, but the door is also open for Leah, and I do hope we see her again. Um, I could do without the constant Carol Daryl bickering or whatever that is. Honestly, I don't understand how the Carolers see them as a couple. It's been ten mm-hmm. years; they have both been with other people now. The ship has sailed, shippers. <laughs> it is, it is sail on, yeah. <laughs> and um. Also, before we get to the social media, we'll just do spoilers and predictions real quick because I really don't have anything. Everyone knows, and it's not a spoiler, the next episode is Aaron and Gabriel Tastic, <laughs> and they meet up with the Terminator, the bad Terminator from, you know, <laughs> from Terminator 2, and that's yep. all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, so. Yep. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Social media reacts. Social media reactions. And I will say this is kind of a prelude to this. Um, the second part of why that there were no kissing scenes and stuff because besides COVID. And I'm very disappointed in this. And it pisses me off. But the writer of the episode was on Talking Dead. And mm-hmm. she said, even without the pandemic, they probably would not have shown you know kissing scenes love making scenes between daryl and leah because the caroler fans are so toxic (laughs) and i'm annoyed that she said that kind of like you know bowing down to the toxic part of this fandom which are these diehard carolers Mm -hmm. and if you're going to go ahead and not put Daryl with Carol and you're going to clearly show that he was with this woman probably in love with this woman but you're not going to have them kiss because of what butt hurt fans might say 
That I I I was so annoyed with that I almost turned off Talking Dead. Yeah. I was like, don't don't cater to these people who have essentially they've bullied Connie and not so much her portrayer, but unkind things that they have said about uh, Daryl couldn't have feelings for her, blah blah blah, and now they're doing the same, not only with Leah but also with Lynn Collins, who portrays her. The actress, yeah. Which we'll get into with the social media reactions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super annoyed. Yeah, this yeah, is, that's... This is the one that I'm going to start with. Lynn Collins was interviewed on Women's Day, National Women's Day. Right. And... It, this is just like a short little blurb from this interview. And one of the carolers wrote, OMG, what a shame on Women's Day to treat a woman who is only a few years older than the man in question, mother figure, so ageist and rude, Lynn Collins. And they actually tagged her in this post. <laughs> um. Crazy as that is, I'm going to I want to play this for you. So you can hear what she actually said. To expose more of this relationship with Leah, with Carol, who's this odd, like, mother figure, older sister, I mean, best friend. And there's a certain amount of shame he has. And it's kind of like, Mom, don't come in my room when I'm looking at, you know, (laughs) curling magazines. I don't know. (laughs) See, and that's what she said now. They're completely dropping the part where she said, um, older sister, blah, blah, or, or, no, did she even say older? She just said sister. Oh, sister, yeah. you know, friend or whatever. Yeah, sister um, or like a sister. We were like sisters, yeah. Yeah. Now, she said all three of those things, and they're taking out of context in order to, and, and this is what pisses me off the most they're looking for a reason not to like lynn collins right because she's playing leah and to tag her on this and accuse her of being ageist and rude and they're taking out of context because she just didn't say because Carol is a mother figure to Daryl. No, she said it was kind of like having like a mother figure, sister, best friend walking in when you know you're looking at a girly magazine walking into your room. Mm-hmm. Um, what she was trying to convey there is how Daryl was feeling in that moment of Carol going through the stuff under the floorboard, I guess, and finding yeah. a note. Yeah, it, it's revealing a, a part of his life. Yeah, and he, I, I, I think she kind of nailed it because I think that that's how I would feel if someone that I was close to uh, saw something private of mine like that that I wasn't sharing with them that they came right. across. I would kind of, you know, feel that way. Well, Carol does say that she doesn't know the whole story. Daryl claims he told her everything. But then she says, well, no, you didn't. 
And that's what prompts all the flashbacks. So there's parts of the story he left out. I don't know what parts. But, I mean, that's that's understandable. He had a relationship with this woman. He's a very private person. And, you know, um, there's Carol finding evidence of that relationship. I don't even think it was necessarily a, a sisterly mother thing. It was a friend. Yeah. But, but my point is what that Lynn Collins said was not ageist. No, certainly not. No, of course not. They, they picked that one part out because I feel like that they're trying to find a reason to hate her. Yeah. And, you know, to tag her in it. And then someone who saw that, and this is 22 seconds of her interview that I played. Mm -hmm. It was just 22 seconds. And someone else wrote, uh, this is disgusting, but I expect nothing less from the actress after hearing her comments on Talking Dead. It's exhausting that ageism always needs to be brought up in a brought up time and time again. And I feel terribly for Melissa. This coming from her colleague? No. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that that's what they wrote. No, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I, yeah. I and I I it it's disheartening that they're accusing her of ageism because I it, it's never been an issue in this episode in you know the series it's never been an issue in the relationship the friendship between the two of them um it, it just seems to be coming out of nowhere yeah and to say that she was um saying things of that nature on talking dead melissa was right there and they seemed right. like they had a great time, you know, working together and all. And then someone else has said, again, about Lynn Collins, her arrogance is ugly. Honestly, the actress has made me dislike the character. I'm out. And again, just another person looking for a reason to hate her yep. because they want Carol and Daryl together. And I feel like that's preposterous. Mm-hmm. And another one, showrunner saying Leah and Carol would understand each other because of losing children, but would never be friends. And they said, it's very interesting. She never had a problem befriending Connie. So, so like, they're using Carol to, to attack Leah and to attack Lynn by mm-hmm. saying that, um, you know, she could never be be friends with one but she could be friends with the other but then when you mention these same fans that daryl and connie could be a thing no they don't want that either yeah so it's just preposterous and they just post more and more of like the carol and daryl reunion at the end of you know terminus being Mm -hmm. taken out and the way that they hugged that was he was glad to see her that she wasn't dead yeah (laughs) that's what i took from that yeah well as we've said in um past episodes we've never really seen them as a couple and uh you know be happy that daryl 
has found not one, but two love interests yeah. over the last two years. Yeah, here's another one. The people, they were asking fans what they wanted to see in season 11. What I would like to see in season 11 is Carol having to save Daryl from Leah. <laughs> Still, <laughs> it goes on. Still convinced Leah is bad and there will be a showdown. In the end, we don't have Carol carrying a hurt Daryl to safety, but they do walk out together arm in arm. So, you know, what are these, what are they seeing? What are they clinging to here? I just don't get it. And why can't they just be happy for these characters that they say that they love? Mm-hmm. No, it, 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 even though I didn't believe that Beth and Daryl were going to be a thing either, it does remind me of the battle that occurred between the Bethels and the Carols. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, on one hand, it's nice they're invested in the characters, but it it is very toxic you know and uh you know you have people in your life sometimes that uh you know you just don't have those romantic feelings for but you're still close and that's how i always felt they were um although right now like you i kind of question their relationship even their friendship at this point yeah, it looks like their French their friendships toxic too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. This is the way they were written as friends, and I think that this is just not the Carol and Daryl rom com that <laughs> they wanted to be, and I don't know why that people are even seeing it that way i don't i don't know i've never seen that yeah well it's it's disheartening to see on top of it all them taking it out on the actresses that are portraying the love interests of daryl simply because the characters are involved and supposedly taking daryl away from carol you know, you, you don't <laughs> don't blame the actresses. You know, um, it was like with um, with Josh when people were getting angry with Josh uh, because Eugene uh, was uh, looking was uh, looking like a traitor. You know, don't don't get mad with the actor. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, because he had to leave social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's very disheartening. It's very disheartening and it's very toxic. You can be involved in the characters. You can be invested in the characters, but they are just characters. <laughs> exactly, it's crazy. So just, I'm just, you know, flipping through Twitter and stuff now and it's just more of the same. Um, anyone else hate Leah? Carol forever. That's, you know, Daryl and Carol, the scene is very sad. I hope Norman and Mel like my edit and they're always like putting them together, like, you know, kissing and things of that nature. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of the fan artwork they've done of the two of them and Yeah. I it I I just I never bought into it. Now a couple of people have given it back to on this one. <laughs> this one girl says the only people I've ever seen bring up Melissa's age are Carol Shippers and Carol fans. <laughs> Which is true, and I don't yeah. think that that's what Lynn Collins was doing mm-hmm. in what she said. She was just saying that that's the way that Daryl would feel, or or that someone would feel like if their mom or their friend or their sister mm-hmm. got into their personal stuff. Right. And they just hung on to that mother part and said, oh no, there's, she's saying that, you know, Carol's a mother figure to Daryl and being ageist it's such bullshit and as soon as I started reading that stuff I was like you know they're just doing this so they can hate on Lynn Collins and it's completely unfair yeah and even if even if Carol was a mother figure that that doesn't mean ageism you could be a mother figure to someone even if you're the same age it's just a nurturing caring way our to be around ben, someone. Our fan Ben often has told me that I'm everybody's mother. And <laughs> it's true. Hi, Ben. So, hi, Ben. Oh, and we have to say hi to Darlene, too, because she's our other fan. <laughs> we have two. She listens to us, too, Darlene, as well. Hi, Darlene. Hi, Darlene. <laughs> but that, um, that, is a, that is a truth. A lot of people, you know, um, will come to me for uh, practical advice or... Mm-hmm. You know, things of that nature I'm never offended when someone's and he's not the only person who said that a lot of people say oh you're everybody's mom mm-hmm. and you know because I'm everybody's mom and I, I don't think they're calling me old I don't feel you know because some people will say that um I, I have a friend who's much older than me probably you know by 14 years or so who asked me for advice and I'm certainly not offended. They're not saying that. I am I her grandmother? I don't know. You know, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's, it, that's just dumb to think that you have to be a certain age to be motherly. I was a mother when I was 19 years old. So, mm-hmm. if someone was calling me a mother figure, then what are they saying? <laughs> that I yeah. have to be old? That's stupid. You can yeah. be a mother figure to anyone no matter what age you are, if you're nurturing, I would take that, I would take that as, and I do, I take that as a compliment. It's a compliment, yeah. Yeah, you know, that maybe someone saying, you know, people, people know that you, you know, are caring, and people know that you, that they can come to you and um, share something with you, and you, you know, won't judge them, and you'll try to advise them Mm -hmm. in the best way you possibly can. Right, that's a, a huge compliment. Or they look up to you in some way, or um, you know, I mean, as a teacher, I you know, yeah. I'm very often called, uh, you know, a mother figure to you know my students. So it's it is a compliment, and you know, on International Women's Day, as you say, the interview took place. We should be celebrating all sides of what makes a woman: the strong side and the nurturing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, once again, it's very disheartening to see that uh, that that is how 
they chose to attack um, the actress. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I will close with these words of wisdom <laughs> from mm. uh, a Twitter fan page. Um, the angry tweets directed toward Lynn Collins are beyond ridiculous. It's yet another example of shipping words wars spiraling out of control. There's absolutely no reason that a fictional series and characters should result in directing abuse towards an actress. And yep. they're, they're 100% right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, wait, he's, he's going on. Wait, he made a little Oh, friend. there's more. Wait, yes, there, wait, there's more. Hurling abuse at the newest member of our Walking Dead family is not the way to welcome newcomers into the fan family. Beyond ridiculous and unacceptable. Lynn is unfortunately not the only cast member to be on the receiving end of this online abuse. Lauren Ridloff, who plays Connie, regularly is the target of this disgusting anger. Now, I have not seen that, although I have seen some Connie hate. These performers are just as much a part of our Walking Dead family and deserve the same level of respect. This obviously is not meant to antagonize all the Carol Shippers by any means. Many are incredible fans and vital members of the Walking Dead family. That being said, a significant number of these fans regularly spew abuse at other fans and cast members that threaten their ship, and that is not okay. Yeah. On point. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm going to end with my favorite social media reaction from our friend Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. I thought this was the comment of the night um, as we were on the board watching the episode live, um, you know, having a live chat. <laughs> he posted, a thousand carolers cried in agony and were silenced. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and so... Uh, I think that's all we got tonight. Yep. That's it. Can't have been so. about them carolers. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I, and I will add, it's not all the carolers, just the crazy no. ones. Yeah, right. Well, it's always just the crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> just the crazy ones. And I've had enough of them. Yep. Uh, so next week, we will be doing next week's episode. And... Um, We'll see y'all then. Bye. Bye. We're on easy street.
should be on easy street. 